what you do in a B-movie. The end is a little bit ridiculous. I was unsurprised to see that. And it's sweet! Oh my gosh, you guys need to go watch it. It's so good. It's so good. I want to watch it again. Hello, weary internet travelers, and welcome to a packed-out special edition of uh, the Before and After Show. There are nods going around the table right now. Um, this episode is going to be a little bit different in terms of format. Uh, this week, I decided to have uh, four of my very good friends on, uh, and yep, that is a total of four. This week, I decided to have four of my very good friends on to discuss the Fast and Furious franchise as sort of a retrospective slash roundtable about what we like about the series because all five of us sitting around this uh, microphone right now unironically absolutely (laughs) unironically love this series and uh we are super pumped about furious seven uh i think for a myriad reasons that probably differ um amongst the uh amongst the group of us so uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what we like about the series up to this point. We're going to talk about what we're most excited about to see in uh, Furious 7. And then we'll come back the week after with what our final thoughts on Furious 7 uh, were and whether or not it lived up to our expectations. I assume it will, but we'll find out. So I'm joined by Slade Oren. Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. Matthew Moray. What's up? And the other half of the Brothers Moray, returning guest, first returning guest, Michael Moray. MVP, so what's up? MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm taking that away from you right now. <laughs> and my roommate, Robert Mayo. Hey, what's up? Cool. Uh, so thank you guys for being here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's good to be here. Yeah, uh, I'm super excited. It should be super fun. Okay, so we're here this week to talk about uh, what I would say, I, I'm going to speak for everyone here, is like one of our favorite franchises of all time, uh, the Fast and Furious movies. Now, before you turn off the podcast, uh, I do not want this to be a... No, seriously! Uh, um, <laughs> but, no, seriously. They're, they're really good, you guys. Um, a little bit of my background with it. Uh, we'll go around and get sort of everyone's background with the franchise. Uh, a little bit of my background with it is you guys were all super into it and I was like, what, for real? Are you guys kidding me right now? And you guys were the ones going, no, seriously. And uh, two years ago for my birthday, you guys were like, this is what we're doing for your birthday and made me watch the first three of them. Yeah. And uh, then I saw the next two over the course of the next couple of weeks and then we went and saw uh, Furious 6 or Fast 6 or whatever the hell it was called. And uh, Fast and Furious Fast 6. And Furious 6. But then the title card says Furious 6. It does. It does. So, you know, I was obviously a convert after that. Like, those movies, these movies are really good. Uh, they're really good action movies. And um, I, think, I think this is sort of the my hope is to legitimize it in the eyes of listeners, even though I feel like they don't need to be legitimized because they've made seven of them and they're <laughs> pretty good. Um, so Slade, what's your, your background with the franchise? Um, let's see. I saw the first one when it came out and it was pretty good. 
in the theater or no, on no, no, DVD? On, on video or something. Yeah, okay. I feel like that was and everybody's then, first movie yes. on DVD because yeah. that was one of the first movies I saw on DVD. Yeah, I saw, it, I saw it on DVD, and then I saw the second one when it came out, and then it kind of disappeared like everyone else. And I didn't even know they made a third one until <laughs> the fourth one came out. <laughs> and then I was just like, "Wait, they made a third one? Well, how'd you even know? Because the fourth one was called Fast and Furious. It was called Fast and Furious. But yeah, well, I'd already seen it though, so I, I knew it was the fourth one. Yeah." Even though the name scheme is pretty bad. And, <laughs> we'll get into that later. Yeah, and so then I watched the third one again. I was like, oh, so that's why they didn't make one for like four years. Because the third one's terrible. And, um, yeah, and ever since then I've been watching them. They're great. They're good. All of them. Um, even the cheese and the bad parts are entertaining. And, yeah, there's it's cool to see growth of characters. Because it's, it's just been really consistent as a franchise. Um, which is cool. So that's kind of my background on it. Matthew? Um, I, did we watch it on DVD, right? That's yeah, we watched, we watched it on DVD. DVD. Yeah. yeah, I just remember, like, our aunt and, like, our cousins, like, they loved it when it came out. And it, and yeah. It was, like... And they saw it multiple times yeah, in the theater. And, like, the first all, one? All, yeah. Whoa, the first one yeah. was good. My, well, because, like, our cousins were really into, like, that kind of scene. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. You know, like, that kind of, they're the right so. age for it, also. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, our family, our direct family, like, was, you know, our parents and yes. Michael and I were... We were just like, ah, this looks bad. Like, like based so off the stupid. trailers, this looks like really <laughs> and the name. Thing. We judge it off of the yeah. name, yeah, but and the we, subject matter. Yeah, you can't not judge it off the subject matter. Yeah, yeah. and that's basically how it started. And yeah. like, I feel like the quality kind of dipped down after the first one, and then Definitely. it came way back up with the fifth one and the sixth one. Yeah, yeah. So, um, ever since then, like, we've just been loving them. <laughs> yeah, I mean. The first one was just such like a, it kind of blew us away. We were going to watch it and we were all like, wow, that was really good. I hope they make <laughs> a sequel like with better Diesel. Than it yeah. yeah. Like, and it, it shouldn't really work as well as it does, it but it worked so well. And I really just liked those characters for some reason. Yeah. And, and then the second one came out and it was like, oh, there's no Vin Diesel in this. And then yeah. it's kind of boring. Yeah. And the third one came out and it was just dread god awful. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so did you guys start watching them in theaters after the first one? No, or? we still waited for the second one on DVD, and then we didn't even watch the third one because we thought it was going to be terrible. Yeah, um, you were right. Yeah, yeah. you were right. Well, yeah. and also the second one, the hype was immediately taken out because Vin Diesel didn't want to do a sequel, and yeah, so we were true. like, okay, well, we'll yeah, see with this. That's true. And then when the fourth one came around, then we started getting like, okay, well, maybe there's a chance this is yeah. good, you know. Yeah. And then we watched that one on DVD just until word of mouth was good. Yeah. And then the fifth one, we're like, okay, we're on board. The original cast people, they're all back. And, and the direction of this is solid. And they've been consistent ever since then. Uh, I think my introduction was like, I caught the first two on like TNT because they're always on TV. Because yeah. they know yeah. drama. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I like watched them over a weekend when there was nothing else to do. Yeah. as a kid and I remember whenever I first heard about these movies those are just like the racing movies that everyone had got in their car and raced after yeah. <laughs> after yeah. watching them you know yeah. uh, that's always what I remember hearing and I mean they were just like goofy stupid movies back then just to kill time they weren't like something I was interested in and then I didn't even hear about the third one either like I didn't know yeah. it existed I, yeah. I knew they made a video game after it but I thought it was just a video, just a video game. game I didn't know yeah. there was a yeah. movie yeah. yeah it was an arcade machine yeah yeah, yeah that's right and then when the fourth one came out, well, it was actually after the fourth one came out. It came out on, like, DVD or something. It was one of the first 
ones to go on Netflix, I think. Mm-hmm. And my parents had just gotten Netflix, and I'm like, hey, we rented this movie. You want to watch it with us? And I thought that was super weird. To, that my parents <laughs> wanted to watch Fast and Furious. <laughs> so I sat down and watched it with them, and I, since that one, I got hooked. And it was, it was just really, really good. Yeah. yeah. And I've gotten better since then. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, one of the things I want to talk about is is escalation um, in these movies in so many areas, which is cool because that's how like sequels should work. Um, you know, you you have the first one, and it's the introduction of the characters, and then you have the second one, which is uh, it's a little bit of a misstep, <laughs> and you have the third one, which is a complete it's like failure. A spin-off. The second one's a spin-off. Yeah, the second one's like a side adventure featuring a couple characters yeah, from yeah. from the main it, franchise. It's almost kind of like a retread of the first one. You know, like a way a lot of sequels kind of like, we're the first one, and pretty much the same, but with like one different character. Yeah, with literally one different character, because <laughs> it's the introduction of the Tyrese character yeah. in that one. And, and, then, and Ludacris. Oh yeah, Ludacris and his afro yeah. in the third one. Yeah. That's one. right. Second one. Um, but like you, you do see more in the second one. There's more cars. There's more action sequences. Like the first one's like I think I already said this. The first one's Point Break with cars. Yeah, it's Point Break. But like there's there's kind of not a lot of action action in it. There's like a couple action scenes, but like there's actually racing in that one. There's racing and in the rest true. of them don't really get it. <laughs> yeah. There's a few in actual racing. The third one has racing. That's true. There's like there's yeah, there's not a lot. Well, they they've shoehorned it in ever the since one, like the fourth one. The yeah. third yeah. one has racing but nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so yeah. In the second one, you see more cars, more characters, more action than the first one. It's not as good, mm-hmm. but you see, there's there's more. Um, the third one, you see not really a lot. The third one kind of just <laughs> dies. Um, That's true. Introduces Han though. It does introduce Han, who is and, and awesome. What little bow wow? Yeah, <laughs> it's a great unintentional comedy. It is. It really is. Um, and and then in the fourth one, you get. It, it, it's weird because it feels bigger and smaller all at the same time, but the action is a lot bigger than it's yes. ever been in the fourth one. And then the fifth one is even bigger, and then the sixth one is even bigger, and the seventh one looks like it's going to be even bigger. So there's really, like, good escalation amongst mm-hmm. uh, the movies, which I, I like, and I think that's how sequels should be. Like, it's just it's bu- it's using the building blocks that came before it. Yeah. So what do you guys think is the, the, the moment for you that... Uh, you realize, like, oh, wow, they're doing a good job building this saga. Um, for me, the thing that gets me... Because um, I like the first one. And, I, like, despite what most people say, I actually really like the second one. I find it really entertaining. Um, but I like that... There's the In terms of, like, it building... And it keeps... I like how unapologetic it is um, in its history. Uh, it doesn't, like try and redo the third one because it's mm-hmm. bad or like try to make excuses for the second one because it's really cheesy or whatever yeah you know it, and it just builds off what has already happened it's just part of its own history and it just accepts that and like keeps going yeah it, you know? it actually makes those bad things into good things it does it like right. it makes it like acceptable and part of the history and because it's part of its history yeah it's like good now yeah you know because you care about these different characters and these different people right and it just builds on those relationships in terms of like you were saying like not just like more racing and more action but it's just like the relationships are deeper and stronger and different and 
Um, you get to you get to know be a, kind of be a part of the crew. Mm-hmm. So know? I mean, like even though the second one, in my opinion, is terrible. Yeah, it introduces Tyrese's character, and yeah. like, and he's really funny, in yeah. it, and he's a good part of that series yeah. now. And so while I don't like the second one in some ways, like I'm happy it exists because it yeah. brought him into the fold. So, and yeah. like you said, like the third one introduces Han, and yeah. Han's awesome. Like Han's one of the best characters in that whole yeah, franchise. Yeah, definitely one of the best characters. Um, you know, and, and so people, like, I really like the way the producers respond to it, or the people behind it respond to it, because then I think that made them go, oh, well, let's make the fourth one a prequel to the third one, because Han dies in the third one, but he's a fan favorite. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll just make the fourth one yeah. take place before all that. Which is yeah. weird. Like, they're totally riding by the seat of their pants, but, like, it actually works really well for this series. It does. They don't have, like, an ultimate plan, obviously. I mean, the last three movies have been basically like, one last ride. And then it turns out, actually, no. We <laughs> well, no, there's another there's ride another, after this. Right, right. <laughs> but it, it kinda, that kind of goes off what MJ was saying about this yeah. building, because it just keeps building on, it, on mm-hmm. its own, you know, and it yeah. doesn't it doesn't be like, oh no, that second one or third one didn't happen. Yeah, you know, it's like like the, all, all kinds of movie series do. It's mm-hmm. like no, this is what that's what happened, and we're just gonna keep building on it, and keep going. Yeah. You know, which is yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, and it feels it feels natural. It though. does. It feels yeah. really it natural. You know, it's just like that's despite, what I expect yeah. these characters to do, despite all the ridiculousness. Despite <laughs> the ridiculousness. actually, yeah, well done. Like the characters are actually seem to make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, favorite. Action sequence. Favorite action sequence. Um, that's pretty tough. Um, I would have to go action sequence or like like just chase or like race count in that. Yeah, just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna have to go with the Rock and Vin Diesel fighting each other. <laughs> yeah, and Fast Five. Because <laughs> that was just. I was excited for Fast... Because 4 was good. And it was really good. And then they announced Fast 5 and I was just like, oh yeah, this is going to be sweet. And then The Rock was going to be and I was like, oh, it's on. <laughs> so the, them fighting, just like, just beating the crap of each other was sweet. Yeah. They like destroyed this whole shack. Like, Watching that in the theater yeah. was yeah. awesome. Because yeah. you tell everyone was like, oh yeah. Like, 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 like the testosterone just like went up like a thousand percent in, in everyone yeah, yeah. <laughs> women became men it was the weirdest thing the weirdest. Yeah. everyone had a beard after that movie as well. yeah. but that that scene is just so epic because it's just like these two even outside of the movies like these two guys that are well like known for being like just Badasses. like buff and like you know bodybuilder types and just like really the tough guys you mm-hmm. know they're tough guy people so like it's kind of like, kind of like it was like an Expendables moment where you have all yeah. these old, like these guys, except not old, but mm-hmm. you know these guys just like coming together. It's just pretty cool, and mm-hmm. that was sweet for me. Weirdly, that moment also, like in terms of the Expendables comparison, that moment was a lot more hype worthy than anything in Expendables oh, yeah. so far. You oh, know, yeah. like it actually traded on the legacy of those characters and those actors. A lot better than anything Expendables ever did. Yeah, I was a really big fan of the Stallone Jean Claude Van Damme fight. Yeah, in the it, it was pretty, actually, that was, that, that was okay. Yeah, I mean, it was good. Fair enough. That's yeah. my that's my uh, favorite favorite action scene. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, besides that, I, I liked it in Fast Five, like the the chase scene at the end with the like, safe. With the safe, like, yeah, they're like so they have ridiculous. like a, they're towing like a two ton safe to a yeah. car, and it's just like doing crazy it's things, and, like everything, it's, it's like rolling everywhere, and it's just like it's absurd. It's it's a really done, like well done. But yeah, it's scene. absurd, but you kind of believe it. Yeah, yeah, which is weird. Well, I mean, that's the key to a great action scene. Is, yeah. I mean, most action scenes they really shouldn't be going on as long as they do. I mean, most fights in real life will end after like three punches, you know, or, yeah, or after two gunshots yeah. or something. But um, 
but making a great action scene is like you buy into the ridiculousness. Yeah. Of and I think it helps. Like I was just thinking during that scene with that the, he's like it, like they turn a corner and the safe like destroys this building. Yeah. <laughs> and he, somebody on the radio was just like, "Did you just take out a bank?" <laughs> you know, and they like are know that it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's very self-aware. Yeah, which helps yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I still think. Um, I mean, the first one's still my favorite movie in a lot of ways. Um, I like what they became later, but I like the first one. The last, like, chase sequence where they're chasing after um, the the guy who they kind of foiled his plans. I forgot his name. But um, he's kind of part of, like, the Asian mafia, like, crew. Yeah. And they go and have, on like, the a motorcycles. Little, on the motorcycles. Yeah. I really like that scene when they're chasing him and they go through all that. And then when that's all done, they go and have Paul Walker's character and, and Dom. They go and have their final race. And they kind of, you know, race against uh, the train and all this. Mm-hmm. And I always like that kind of thing in movies where it's like the climax has already happened, but then like the two other characters and they just have like one score to settle, and it's kind of like futile and not really has any point to it. But they want to like settle it anyway, and I always like that scene. I like that kind of so emotional, though. yeah. Because yeah. you get to know these characters. Well, because they were brothers. Very, it's very yeah. Personal. Yeah. yeah, very personal. Yeah. And so this like final, yeah, that's a good scene. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's very intense. You know, and, well, yeah. and like, is that the one where he goes up the tow truck or the? And he like flips over. Yeah, because he yes. hits a car. Yeah, no, yeah, he yeah. hits. Yeah, he hits like a big rig. Yeah, and he, he flips over. I remember that was because it was one of the first movies that came out on DVD. And that was one of the things that they touted as a special feature. Like when special features were like a thing that was advertised, mm-hmm. they were like, "And they're going to show you how they made this happen." Mm-hmm. And like I remember watching that scene on the DVD or watching yeah. that feature out on the DVD. So that one's always stuck out in my brain too, where it's just like. And that's like the lead into like starting the ridiculous, ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, and that whole scene was so hype too when it was done because it was like, oh, you know, they're kind of splitting ways, but something's going to happen someday, and you had to wait two more sequels, three more sequels yeah. to even get to it. <laughs> yeah, uh, kind of feeding off that one scene that always sticks out to me. I wouldn't say it's like my favorite action scene, but at the very beginning of that last scene, mm-hmm. like they uh, they shoot. I think his name was Jesse. Oh yeah, and they kill him. Right, and that's like. That's when shit got real, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, this, they're serious. The it's not just like yeah, a goofy yeah. movie. Like, they killed a main character, part of the crew. Yeah. I mean, one thing I really And that was really the... impactful, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because I think the first movie actually did a good job setting up, like, a family structure. You right. Know? And so at that point in the movie, that's when the family, like, broke apart. And it was interesting that, like, you cared enough about those characters. Yeah, I don't remember, like, most of their names. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah. Like, but, like, I, but, like, I still cared about that, that unit in that movie. And that's when I knew that, like, okay, I bought into this drama of the movie. Even though it's extremely melodramatic, yeah. it, it bought, I bought it. That's one of the things with, like, the when did, this, when did the movie franchise really get real is whenever I realized that, you know, the, yeah, it's building and escalating, but there's a consistency of the themes, and especially that family tie, and yeah, totally. <laughs> all the way through. Yeah, like in the in the last one when uh, Gisella dies yeah. on, mm-hmm. the, on the plane and everything. That like bummed me out. That bummed me out a lot. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh no. Yeah. Or like when Han dies. Like, yeah. Dude. Yeah. Well, which is weird because when Han dies in the third one, he's cool, but you don't really know him completely. Yeah. And then you got some other movies later, and then you actually grow to care about him. So yeah. it makes his death like an extra bummer. It does. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and then Han dies at the end of seven or six yeah. again. Again, yeah, <laughs> he might die at the end of seven. We don't. Know. <laughs> he could, he could come back. Ro- Robo Han, I would be, I'll be Japan. Japan. But probably my favorite action scene has got to be the tank jump across the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> come on, how can you not like that? 
That might have been the moment for me where it was like a little too much, but <laughs> Plan B. The thing we about need it. Plan C D E F G H I J. We need more alphabets. <laughs> the thing about that jump though is I like saw it coming. Yeah. So I was like, oh, is he gonna? Yeah, yeah everyone. Everyone. <laughs> <gonna, laughs> which helps it. They're gonna defy physics in this. Yeah. I was. I was like, wait, is he gonna do? He's gonna do that. This is gonna be sweet. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, What's your favorite action scene? Mine is... I actually really like the the chase through the mine at the end of 4. Oh, yeah. It's dude. really good. I, I really like that scene a lot. It's so intense because it's yeah. so, like, tight. Yeah, it's really claustrophobic you know? Yeah, feeling. claustrophobic. And, like, just once again, like we were talking about earlier, uh, I believe we were off mic or doing level tests or something, but, like, it's really limiting. Like, they only have a certain amount of space to work with mm-hmm. in that mine, and, like, it makes everything just amped up. Like, yeah. really amped up. And there's, like, explosions happening. You're like, oh, dang, they can't go that way because that's collapsed because it exploded. Like, it's it's super intense. I really, really like that scene a lot. Uh, one more thing, and then we'll get into the, the thematic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so what about this franchise do you think makes it a, go- a good action movie? Like, what you know, what sets it apart as, as, as you know, the sort of uh, touchstone of, of modern action? Mm-hmm. Well, the thing... I think the the key for me is like with action movies. There's a million action movies that come out and they have sweet effects and explosions and all these things, but like you never talk about it and you don't care about them because mm-hmm. it's whatever. Yeah. But things that if you look at the great action movies in the past, it's all about like the characters. And for yeah. me in film, it's all about characters. Mm-hmm. So you want to have sweet action, but that sweet action is only good or only you only care about it and it like amplifies it only if you care about the characters and what's happening. Yeah. Um, like we we kind of been talking about already like you were saying in that the number four in the tunnel chase there's so much intensity in in the end of that scene and there's they're trying to race against all kinds of different things you know like they think you know um what's her name died and so they're chasing after the killer and they're trying to get him and um it's it's you care about these characters and what they're going through in their experience so when sweet stuff happens or you know crazy stuff happens it's more impactful um so for me that's part of what makes um them such good action movies you know, it's like, is the action is, like, ridiculous, but you, underneath it all, there's, like, substance there. So that's kind of, for me, what, what does yeah, it. About that's actually what I would have said. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can say anything more. Uh, I mean, in addition to what you've said, because, I mean, that's pretty much the key. A great action franchise is whether or not you give a crap about the characters and yeah. what happens to them. Um, I also think that, generally, the action scenes are really well shot. That's true. And that's the key, um, also, which is... You're very aware spatially of what's happening, where something is in relation to something else. They don't use a lot of jump cuts or shaky cam. And thankfully, I think in general, that style is now really beginning to fall out of favor because people are sick of its abuse. Um, But, I mean, from the very first movie, like, I think that there was almost always, like, a clear sense of what was happening, where the characters were. Like, I think about, like, the truck hijack scene in the end of the first one. And you have a very clear relationship of, like, this guy's on the truck, and they, they got their cars behind or next to it or sliding underneath. And and that is very Spielbergian. Like, with Raiders of the Lost Ark, that whole truck chase scene yeah. is... Yeah. To go and capture that extremely well is what makes a great action sequence. Now, whether or not you care about the franchise itself, you have to have great characters. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I feel like I'm more, just a little bit, uh, just a hair more on the technical side of it mm-hmm. yeah. than the character side. The characters are great, and yeah, that's what yeah. grounds you into it. But I think, technically, like, these movies are amazing. And I think part of that has to do with, like, Justin Lin's been in charge of this franchise from three through six. So he's gotten to evolve as a filmmaker, yeah. and he's gotten to sort of use this franchise and this familiarity he has with these characters as his playground mm-hmm. to try a bunch of different stuff. Like, one of my favorite things about these movies is they genre hop, but not in a bad way. Like, yeah, each movie is completely different. The first one is, you know, Point Break with Cars. The yeah. second one is, like, an undercover buddy cop on those Miami movies. Miami Vice. Yeah, like a Miami Vice style one. The third one is shit. The fourth one, <laughs> the fourth one is a Batman movie. The fifth one is a heist movie. The sixth one is just Revenge like a... Um, no, it's like a uh, clearing your name, like a, like Mission Impossible One. Okay, yeah. like they've been framed and now they got to clear their name. Movie. Yeah, like vindication. Yeah, like yeah. the vindication movie, and then like seventh is going to be like a revenge thriller. Is what it looks. It's like. It's going to be a spy movie, man. That's what it's <laughs> so I, I just I like that that you know Justin Lin. And the director since the third one, which, you know, he's responsible for the three best ones, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and the worst one yeah. in the entire <laughs> franchise. And uh, he, he's gotten to learn from his mistakes. Like, he knows the third one was kind of hated, and so he didn't make those mistakes in the fourth one. And he knows that a lot of people, like, kind of thought the fourth one was a little dull, so he amped it up in the fifth one and made it ridiculous, and the people responded really nicely to that one, so he amped it up even more in the sixth one. So... I like that the, it's had a consistent vision mm-hmm. for these last few movies, and that he's gotten to play around with with shooting action. And now, you know, he's doing Star Trek three. And I'm like, I after Into Darkness, I wasn't that excited about the Star Trek movies, but mm-hmm. like, I'm down now. Yeah, no, I actually think it's a really good thing that he's in charge of this because it's going to be the the Bob Orky guy or the yeah, yeah, um, or Orky, those, I think. yeah, Orky. It was going to be his first directorial debut yeah. on like a $200 million movie for a super well loved and highly established franchise yeah that's like a disaster way to happen yeah. but now that Justin Lin's involved oh heck yeah yeah like, I'm actually really excited for it yeah I am too um, so I think I think like on a technical level those movies are uh, are second to none as far as modern day action movies go like I think they have better action than any of the Marvel movies I love the Marvel movies yeah. but mm-hmm. the no. action in these is I'd agree. Insane. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree. Which um, is weird, yeah. because the Marvel movies you'd expect, oh, they got superheroes, they're going to do really awesome things in it. And then, weirdly, the action scenes, up until Captain America Winter Soldier, weren't that good. Honestly. They, kind of, just generic, more than that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were fine. Yeah, like, they weren't like, bad. The, well, the and, uh, Iron Man, and the, like, the introduction of Iron Man, mm-hmm. they were pretty short action scenes but they were like pretty powerful yeah no they were effective but then the, yeah. the end scene was like you know, yeah whatever. the last fight in Iron Man <laughs> terrible yeah that's true like when he first gets the suit on and goes over to the Middle yeah. East to just blow crap up mm-hmm. that part's, yeah. you're like that's awesome <laughs> yeah that's true that's true um yeah thematically I, I want to talk about that like I can't think of a, a franchise that's more consistent in its themes than this movie and I think this is where we're going to get really into what we actually love about this this series. Like, they're great, ridiculous action movies, but, like, there's a theme that runs through... Like, we've already said it. There's a theme of family that runs through it. So, wh- why do you think that's such an effective theme that has really kept these movies going? I... Honestly, 
I see us sitting around this microphone right now, and I can see ourselves reflected in those characters a little bit. You know, those characters, they're not the greatest actors, but damn, those people are relatable. And like, and they make like a weird multicultural family, and none of that feels forced. It feels all extremely natural, the interaction with each other. Like, you can tell those guys are bros offset also. And you can it's just weird that you can see that on screen because there's so many movies that feel calculated in how their casts are formed. And this movie, it was just so organic how these people kind of came together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's relatable. Yeah. You know, like, and different and diverse and... Yeah. um, All guy, but all, like, guided. And I think, like, strangely enough, like, I feel like Vin Diesel has a lot, a big part into it. And and Paul Walker, too. um, The idea that they they really wanted even from the beginning was this idea of like family and Mm -hmm. understanding and that's even in the first one yeah and it's carried through in all of them too Mm -hmm. you know and the second one and the third one and the ones that aren't as as good you know even in the third one there's this idea of family you know like because what's his face the the main character in the third one yeah the the random guy Um, like Han, Han is like his family in that, you know, and they have like they have their own family in a, in a weird way, you know. So there's like it's connected there, and so you have this this idea, and that's so relatable. Like we all have family and people that we love and hang out with, and you know, go through struggles with, and that's what these characters are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there aren't a lot of movies that really deal with no. that anymore. Weirdly, like they're all focused on dysfunctional families or whatever and, and glorifying that when weirdly this movie doesn't glorify dysfunction it actually like glorifies unity and coming together which I think is a key difference in comparison to a lot of modern movies despite everything that's happening yeah because like, well, they unite against dysfunction yeah, yeah kind of you know that, that was like that was the whole theme of the sixth one was like the bad guy was all about he trades in parts and he treats people like like tools yeah. and then they don't like they treat them like human beings I don't like that's super simplistic but you know what some of the most relatable human themes are simplistic yeah. but also there's amnesia <laughs> it's not a good movie it's never like a good trope but still they, they really so use that well no I, they didn't no that, I actually feel like that was okay to use in that movie I, that was my least favorite part of that movie it's just acceptable like yeah. it's not I don't know if it's okay but it's just like you just accept it yeah you, at this point they can do anything they want it's like, yeah I've suspended my disbelief so much yeah, at this the, yeah. point that it's like amnesia okay sure they jumped off a tank I, yeah <laughs> and, and you were totally cool with that. That's the problem. It does such a good job of establishing itself that they can do anything they want. Because yeah. it's still the same. Like, you believe these characters are real and that mm-hmm. they exist. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. Well, I think the key to the franchise is, I mean, of course the family unit as the, the whole crew, but it's really just the two of them. Vin yeah, Diesel and Paul Walker. Yeah. Walker. Yeah. Um, and whatever, they're characters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but, like... It's it's really about those two guys. Those guys are the key to the whole franchise of why it works, and that's why the second one and third one just don't cut it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true. Uh, Paul Walker's there, and it, the second one's like okay, and the third one is just <laughs> yeah <laughs> gone. Um, but with those two guys in there holding the whole thing together, yeah. the way they feed off each other and bring the whole crew together. It works really, really well. Well, and, but, I, and going forward, it's like it's going to be interesting yeah, that's to see what's going to happen to the franchise. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, um, I really like that there's so many perspectives represented in this movie. Like, there's a massive crew of people, and they all, like, every character has, like, a pretty in-depth backstory. And, like, you know, they all they all have these backgrounds that are dysfunctional. 
and they've come together like they've come together as like a surrogate family like none of them are related um and they they all come from different backgrounds different walks of life they all have this one thing in common which is you know car stuff um, and now more ridiculous just events that have happened <laughs> yeah. to them over the course of these movies. But it was all car stuff that brought them together the first time around. And, uh, you know, you've got, like, you know, like, criminals and, like, a former FBI guy. And, you know, you just have all these, like, walks of life represented. And, like, that's a heightened version of reality. But those movies all take place in a heightened version of reality. But it's still, like, you can apply that to your life. Like, you know, this guy's the friend that is doing a bunch of college and he's going to be a doctor and, you know, this guy's going to be a blue-collar worker and this guy's going to be, you know, some just mid-level guy in the corporate structure and that's it. And, like, you know, I, I see a lot of that in, in our groups of friends, yeah. in, our, in our group of friends as, as like, w- our lives progress and we start de- having more defined careers. We all have a bunch of different stuff we're doing. Like, even the five of us sitting around this mic right now, like, we're all in different spots in our life, but we're still really good friends and so all these people are at different spots in their life and they're still like a family unit, mm-hmm. you know, like just because they're different doesn't mean they, they're they not, you know, they together. don't gel, you yeah. know, yeah. Not together. and that means that they can't, and it doesn't mean that they can't gel either. And yeah. That's a really important theme that's extremely relevant for right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think, uh, when you were on the show the first time I cut this out, but, yeah. um, what you said is they do diversity well, and like yeah. that's what I'm saying is like it's just a bunch. You get everyone's perspective on it, and it never feels like this is the mm. black guy's perspective. Mm. This is the Latin person's perspective. Yeah, this is one of the women's perspective. Like it's just like oh yeah, this is how this character feels about it. This is how this character yeah. feels about it. This is how this character. Yeah, and feels there's about there's it. no there's not stereotypes. Yeah, yeah. And the you characters know, like, are written so well. Yeah. and so consistently throughout the whole franchise, it doesn't feel forced ever. Yeah, anything that that yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah, and all the like, it's not like this is this is what black people are like. Mm-hmm. This is the token black person, you know. Yeah. Or like this is what women do. This is the token woman. Like what you see a lot of in movies and all that sort of stuff. It's maybe like, no. maybe Ludacris's fro was a little bit of a and the second one <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Man. Yeah, yeah, his, his fro did speak for all black people. <laughs> But that, that was also, like, at the times, though. Anyway. In the late 90s. <laughs> but, no, it's just Didn't like... the there's... first one come out in 2001? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Alright. That's 2003. Whatever. Same thing. It all blends together. But, yeah. There's not, there's not like, stereotypes. Because the characters are so well-written, you don't... It's just... They are who they are. Because stereotypes are lazy. Exactly. Why. Like, yeah, exactly. There isn't lazy writing going into this. Like, it's... It's all thought out like you know you mentioned earlier they fly by the seat of their pants but at the same time they kind of don't yeah like they, yeah you know they, they have a core in the characters and i think that's the point we keep coming back to they have this core and then they just build whatever the hell they want around it and it's awesome yeah because they as they long as you work from track of that as long as you work from the core outwards you can get these you can like furious nine is going to be in space and i'm fine with that <laughs> yeah. that's what i'm thinking <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. And I forgot to bring it out. Do you have a bowling ball called Too Furious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to react to that. You cracked it? No, it cracked. Like, it just, it gets old. Oh, that's sad. So, when I, they age, sometimes they crack. So, yeah. That's sad. I meant to it bring it out. Furious. It was <laughs> Too Furious. Yeah. It was Too Furious. All right, uh, a little bit lighter of a question. Slade, you already touched on it. Uh... Best car. Oh, man. 
best car. That's that's impossible. No, it's not. Um, uh, I think best race. The best car. The best car is is Dom's Charger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's the correct answer. Because the original one. It has its own character in the show, like in the movies. Mm-hmm. It's it's its own character. Um, so that's the best car. My favorite car. I I don't know. There's a lot of them. <laughs> I, even like the first one, I don't really like tuner cars and imports and that sort of thing. But the first one kind of made me like them, which is weird. So like, it's weird because yeah. it just like makes just, things cool. Yeah. Like if it's in Fast and Furious, it's like, well, that's cool. Now. <laughs> Those sequences were just shot really well, and they were shot so and well, and the just cars so were so clean and yeah, yeah they made customized, really sexy, and just, sleek. Yeah, yeah, and they the cars are like real. They have real car people dealing with the cars. You know, like all the cars that they use are like historical or mm. like they have importance even the random obscure ones yeah you know they, they had a car they had a maverick in fast five which is a ford maverick which is like nobody has heard of this car it's kind of random and they and it only came out for like five years or something and yeah. it's old but they're really popular in brazil and the racing in brazil mm. so and that's where they were so it was like it's really smart and really well thought out with the cars and legitimate and like these are real car people you know um, huh. Which is really cool. Yeah, isn't that sweet? Yeah, I didn't know that's that. Sweet. So all the cars in the, sh- the in the movies are like personal. They're not just like random, you know. So it's it's pretty sweet. Yeah, I like that. Um, I think a, a lot of that has to do with too with like practical effects. Yeah, there's not a lot of CGI. There's more as it gets more ridiculous. Yeah, um, but. Still, like, they try to do as much as possible um, yeah. in these movies. Well, and, even the most recent one, they're having the cars go out of the plane. Yeah. Apparently, they actually, they actually have cars go, go out, out of the plane. plane. That's like, crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> um, I didn't know that. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. yeah you might not expect that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that that lends itself to one way it's a good action yeah. movie. It feels tangible. Like, all of this feels like it exists in a world it that does. exists. Yeah. Even though it's insane, even though it's like muscle cars versus a tank, like it, it just feels very yeah. lived in and real. Yeah, because the cars are real; they're real things. Yeah, sure. I would probably say Don's car from the first mm. one. Also, like, yeah, I can't Detroit the is better so one. It's I'm, so good. I always like Brian's cars. I guess I like the Skyline. Yeah, Skyline. Yeah, like yeah, that was always good too. I was gonna say he's actually cool. kind of my secretly my favorite character. So Dude, I the Skylines are sweet. His Skyline. I, I'd probably prefer to drive that over Dom's car, but Dom's car is, is, cool. is badass. It's badass. Don't get me wrong. No, the Skyline in the beginning of the second one is mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's it. He was he was rides the GTRs of the Skylines. Yeah, yeah, those are sweet. Um. So the rock, rocks like tank jeep. <laughs> okay, can I change my answer? Hot Honda or whatever. What is that? I don't even know what that is. So, so yeah, that like, thing is sweet. As though. far as like my favorite car, I would actually agree with you. Is Skylines yeah. as far as like a race car, yeah, but like the best sweet. uses of cars in the franchise is his like Humvee. when he just like drives to the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or I think one of my favorite in uh, Fast and Furious Six. Was the beginning with the the F one cars that were just like super oh, low profile yeah, and flipping everyone else? The flip cars, yeah, yeah. those were oh smooth. yeah. But they that like was probably built, the coolest use of. They the actually car. built yeah. those, by the yeah. way. Yeah, they, they were just, just going super fast yeah. underneath everything. Yeah, those are sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I gotta go with Dom Charlie. Yeah, it's American Muscle Man. Right, American Muscle Man. So good, so good. Okay, so. We've talked, you know, about sort of our favorite stuff. Let's get into our least favorite stuff about the, this franchise. Uh, 
Let's all say it. Lucas Black. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is exactly where my brain went. <laughs> Do you want to go explain the, the drift? Yeah. Okay. So if you guys haven't seen the third movie, that's fine. Um, if you guys haven't seen the third movie, it, it, none of the people in the rest of the franchise are in it. Um, Except for Han. Well, Han makes an appearance in four through six. But when the third one came out, it was... All new people. It didn't have anything in common with the previous Fast and Furious movies, except for like a stinger at the end of the movie that Vin Diesel has a cameo in. But it pretty much just shared the name of the franchise. And it follows this crappy high school kid who, for some reason, ends up going to Japan with his dad. Why is he? He's like a 30 year year old guy that's still in high school. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He he, clearly (laughs) received hairline kid. Yeah. Races against one of the sons from Home Improvement yeah. and loses. Yeah, well, he and crashes. Oh yeah, he yeah, crashes. He destroys like model home or homes in development. That's yeah. right. So his mom says you're moving with your auntie and uncle to Japan. Japan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he whistles board a cabin yeah, when it comes near. Yeah. <laughs> um, <coughs> so he ends up moving to Japan because he's a delinquent, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Basically. Okay. And he goes to live with his dad. And the thing about this character is is the actor's name is Lucas Black, and he's from Alabama? Something like that. Something Something like somewhere that. Somewhere in the South. And uh, Lucas Black's acting method is don't. <laughs> don't act. Yeah, don't talk. Don't talk. It's question mark. <laughs> his acting method is don't act, because... He refuses to do it. He's in stuff, but he refuses to act in stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, one of my favorite things on Wikipedia was reading about him. And yeah. he was talking about his acting style and yeah. his method. And he had to go and was forced to change his accent on like while going and casting for something. And he's like, well, I don't get it. I don't think the actors should have to go and change who they are. Which is the point of acting. <laughs> so yeah, he refuses to change his accent for anything. And he's got this like... Bumpkin accent from <laughs> Alabama. Definitely a draw. Yeah. Um, and so it's this good old boy in Japan. And the, so the name of the movie is Fast and Furious colon Tokyo Drift. Duke can't even say the name of the movie right, and he's the main character. So the last time, the only time I've seen this movie, thank God, is when we watched it on my birthday weekend, and it was the last movie of the night. He doesn't say Drift. He says drift. Yeah, drift. Drift. D R I F F. And so the last time, or so when we were watching this, we replaced all his dialogue <laughs> with the word drift. 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 And my favorite thing was Slade. He gets he gets sad about something. His dad chews him out about something. Yeah, his dad chews him out. And he like closes one of those like sliding like paper doors that they have in Japan. And Slade just goes <laughs> real sad, real real sad. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite things that's ever happened. <laughs> More emotion than Lucas Black. Yeah, yep. um, pretty much. So the, I think it's safe to say. Uh, the low points for a lot of us are going to be in three. Um, so I'll start this time. Mine is... <sighs> Bow Wow's wink to the camera, you guys. 
<laughs> so not only is is Alabama boy in this movie, Lucas Black, Lil Bow Wow is in this movie for some reason. I assume it's because he made a deal with the devil. And he... Hulk car. Oh, he's got a Hulk car. That's pretty I sweet. forgot about that. That's pretty sweet. It's um, like a Cyan XA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hulk punching through it. That's right. And so they're, like, getting ready to go to a race because the way they race in this movie is they don't actually race. They just sort of slide down uh, parking structures. It's a drift. By slide, you mean drift. They drift down parking structures. And they're getting in this elevator, and he's the last one to get in an elevator. And he gets in an elevator by himself. I don't know why he couldn't go with a group of people. But he gets in an elevator by himself. He does, like, shooty guns at the camera and winks. He, like, completely breaks the fourth wall, and they left it at the damn movie for some reason. <laughs> I have no idea what prompted them to do that. But it's awful. It's, it's the worst moment of the franchise. It's pretty me. bad. Um, that's pretty... That's up there on my list. But I'm going to go with all of the dialogue in the third Because <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. One, you have, like, Dreef, like, the whole time. And you have Bow Wow saying things. And the whole time, he's, whenever he speaks, you're just like, why is Bow Wow on the screen? <laughs> it's just terrible. It's just, like, the dialogue. The only thing that redeems that movie is, one, being able to make fun of it. And two, the, the race scenes and the car scenes and the chases and all that are actually shot pretty well so those are pretty good and three han and han is, <clears throat> han's just awesome yep so but yeah all of the dialogue in the third one is my <laughs> low point in the series least favorite yeah well obviously the third one is the worst one so i don't know if i can pick a specific moment in that <laughs> that was just the low point but it is hilarious so it does bring it up um <laughs> i think the second one was also had some really boring like like lull kind of parts where just nothing happens. Yeah, like, I would actually make the argument that the second one, is second one might be worse because it's not as entertaining. The third, the third one's at least entertaining because it's just like so bad as good. Yeah, yeah. the second one is just kind of slow. And yeah, like, I have the same meandering. feeling as you do. Like when we watch them all together again, the third one was entertaining because it was bad. The second one, like I just didn't care. Yeah. Like there's a bad guy in that movie who. Who like is trying to do like this evil mob yeah, it's, drug it's lord thing, like, and he's just, yeah. he's just so bad. He at is it. a stereotype. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's That's just true. not. He's just not good. And every scene he's in is just like the scene slows to a crawl. He has like the scene mm. where he just like tortures somebody, and it's like they're trying to make this edgy, but it doesn't work. And mm. I just felt like that was like dramatically kind of the worst part of the movies. Mm. I can see that. Yeah, I was gonna say actually the dialogue in two is probably overall right. worse. With breath, bre- <laughs> oh, all the slang talk. And they say they do say bruh like a million times. Yeah, yeah. literally, like I counted. Particularly the dialogue between Tyrese and Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Um, <clears throat> so before we get into talk of the seventh one, Mayo, I know you did some trivia research yesterday. So do you have anything as far as that goes? Um, I did a little bit of looking online just to have something f- fun to say, and one of the trivia things that I looked up. Noticed that like every time a Fast and Furious franchise movie came out, an X Men movie came out the same year. Wow, that's fun. Um, starting with the uh, X Two and Too Fast Too Furious, hmm. um, the first one where I think there was like a year difference. But then after that, it was just like Tokyo Drift came out the same year as X Three, and then Origins of Wolverine came out the same year as Fast and Furious. And Fast Five came out the same year as First Class. That's crazy. <laughs> and then 
Uh, Furious Six came out the same year as the second the, the Wolverine. Wolverine. The Wolverine. The Wolverine. The Wolverine. Mm, okay, yeah. And then Fast or Furious Seven was supposed to go, come out the same year as Days of Future uh, Days Past. Future Past. But because of the accident, they had to delay the movie a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the moral of the story is: stop complaining about how many Fast and Furious movies there are, because there's just many X Men movies, and no one's complained about that. <laughs> yeah, because those are not good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's yeah. weird that basically it seems like the Fast and Furious movies are like sucking the life force out of the X Men franchise. Eighty percent of the Wolverine was good, and then. The, the, last, the last twenty percent was yeah kinda... the, yeah <laughs> that movie craps its pants man that was it's so does. frustrating it yeah because yeah. that movie's good it's yeah, really, really good and then it just craps its pants okay that yeah. is kind of random though yeah hmm. thanks for that yeah trivia um, all right so you know the reason we're here is Furious Seven's coming out next mm-hmm. week. Um, it's not next week at the time of the recording, but it's coming out the week before this episode is. Furious 7's coming out next week, and uh, we're all pretty pumped about it. Um, yeah. Before we get into what we're excited about, uh, I just want to take a moment to talk about Paul Walker. Um, you know, it's no secret that he died in a car accident, ironically and tragically. Tragically more than ironically. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you know, he's in this big car franchise um, movie. And he died in a car accident in Valencia, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Valencia doing a charity event. And uh, I think we were all pretty sad about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was Thanksgiving weekend, and it was pretty downer. Yeah. Yeah. After yeah. that point. I was... It's weird, because you're, you're so removed from, like, Hollywood and, like, all this stuff. And yeah. when you hear that, like, people pass away or, like, whatever, it's kind of... You, you're kind of callous to it sometimes. Yeah. You know, but when... It's weird, like, when that happened, like... Everyone I talked to was just like really, really yeah. sad about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I think it's because of these movies, though. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you really, it's, you're really it's stuck. To yeah, it's yeah. stuck. Yeah. Like, to this day, like it's, it didn't just pass in three weeks. You know, like yeah. a lot of the other celebrity deaths yeah. do. It's stuck, and like people still talk about it and are mm-hmm. still hurt about it. Because yeah. <laughs> I think it's because you get to you like got to know him. Yeah, yeah. You, you felt like you knew who he was. You know, yeah. and you got to you watch got him cash. evolve as an actor. Yeah, yeah that's true. He definitely gets better. I mean, from the first one to, like, the fourth one. He's really good in the fourth one. Yeah. You know, like, and you get to see him grow and just this character and just, like... And he's awesome in the sixth one. Yeah. He's <clears> good. <throat> and you just kind of lose that. It's just, like, it kind of hurt. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. It definitely hurt him way more than any other celebrity death. Did. Yeah. I was way more, yeah, hit by that than, like, any other celebrity death. And, you know, it's like you've kind of been attached to this character since the first one came out, like, over ten years ago. And... You know, the whole movie franchise is about, like, a family, and so it's kind of like your family. Like, yeah, right? It's kind of, like, extended, and, like, you're kind of losing a member of that family, and so it hits you a lot more, I think. Well, and to see, like, the cast members of, of the Fast Furious mm-hmm. kind of grieve over it has been kind of weird. Like, it's weird to, like, to, yeah. to see that, that family also kind of hurt, like, yeah. in real life over it. Like, yeah. I remember seeing Tyrese, like, going to, like, the spot, you know, and... And like crying there, and people like for like it's kind of weirdly watching doing cell phone videos of them. But yeah. um, the scene that was like really human, like mm-hmm. a really touching moment. Mm-hmm. And then they go see Vin Diesel get choked up about it, like in various things. It kind of like mm-hmm. it. It's very. It doesn't feel as distant as like Robin Williams, like you know, 
Like I feel bad, of course, that he that he died too. But like I don't feel the same way I do about Paul Walker. Yeah, right? I was bummed out for like three days about Robin Williams, and like I'm still bummed out about Paul yeah. Walker. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. Circumstances are a lot different. Yeah, okay, yeah. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, did you guys watch the video of Vin Diesel that I posted at yeah. the premiere of a at the seven. premiere of yeah. Curious Seven? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, yeah, it's mm. a little bit rough to watch. Yeah, it's not. It's not an easy watch. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, there's a there's a moment in that video where he talks about this movie specifically. Like he goes, uh, he goes, it's all for that guy up there, and he points to Paul Walker. They have a screen behind him that has like the poster for the movie on. He goes, it's all for that guy right there, and he points to Paul Walker, and he goes, that guy, that guy was my brother, and uh, and he just stops and he gets choked up, yeah. and people start clapping, and then one dude in the audience goes, you got family here, Vin, and I was like. Oh no! Like, and Vin Diesel's just like, man, I love that. Yeah. I love that. And so, like, just seeing, <clears throat> like you said, seeing these people in real life, how dedicated they are to mm-hmm. uh, to each other. Yeah. Not just not the franchise. Yeah. I don't give a crap about that. Like in that moment, I gave a crap about the fact that he was he lost his best friend. Yeah. You know, and like that grounded him. Yeah. I mean. I went to a restaurant when I went to UC Santa Barbara. I was on Main Street of Santa Barbara, and it was like a German restaurant. And the owner there had pictures of her with Paul Walker and Vin Diesel because they would go there and like hang out and get food there. And I would see that, and she tells stories about like how nice they were. And so it was kind of weird. Like I felt like I was like one step removed in a weird way from them because of that. Yeah. And like to, to know that they were kind of bros. Yeah. And then like to see that happen is just like really tragic, and it kind of reminds me of my own family. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think loss is something. A lot of people can relate to until watching yeah. that happen. You know, we've talked about how relatable these people are, um, yeah, on and off screen, and like I don't know, just seeing that really hurt. It did, like it sucked, um, but yeah, it's just you know, I don't think we can talk about this movie without addressing that first. Yeah, totally. And like the Furious Six DVD had the like tribute to Paul Walker at the beginning of it, and it was just like, <sighs> it's rough. You had yeah. to movie. Yeah. You had to. Yeah. Like, as yeah. soon as you pop it in, that's that's what's on the screen. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you know now that we got past that, and you know we're very sad about about what happened to Paul Walker, but we're also very excited to see this being his last movie. I think it's very fitting that it was this movie that was his last movie and not something else. Yeah, totally. Um, so what are we excited to see in in the seventh one? I think you know usually we give our expectations for the movie. But I'm pretty sure we're all expecting it to be crazy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Someone posted a review. I forgot who it was. It was me. Yeah, you did. And I read that review and it said it was ridiculous and just absurd. And like beyond like just the spectacle of like explosions and craziness. <laughs> and I approve of that review. <laughs> because I hope it's off the wall. And just like over the top. Just the craziest one yet. I hope they like fly jets into the sun <laughs> while being while fighting on top of the, the jets with machine guns, and the the rock just like moves the sun out of the way, and like it's just absurd. And that's that's what I'm looking forward to, and that's what I hope it is. 
and <laughs> that's more <laughs> his expectations might be a little. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hate yeah. I hate to disappoint you, <laughs> but I think in the eighth one they're gonna race on the moon. Though. Okay, so yeah. Yeah. that'll be moon race. But anyway, serious like, eight colon moon race. <laughs> One last ride. It's just a rock on a moon button. No. It looks like that scene in Diamonds Are Forever when he steals the moon buggy. Uh, But anyway, but that's what I like. I want it to be, I want it to be just crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, But it looks like it's going to be a spy movie. I keep saying this because it does. Because in the trailer, there's like a machine gun that comes out of the side of a semi truck. Which is like, okay, sweet. And then yeah. they're just like looking off flying tuxedos and like a giant yeah. like party. I'm like, oh, this is just a James Bond movie, but better. Because <laughs> there's seven of them. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it looks pretty sweet. And I just wanted to be crazy. So. Besides all the action, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they handle uh, Paul Walker's character mm-hmm. and Brian and, and see how they wrap up his story. And I mean, I, I know that they're going to do something really good with it because I trust like Vin Diesel. He's like, and all of the other characters and the writers, and because they're all attached to him. Yeah, so they wouldn't I, have I gone know, through with it. If, I know that's going to be good. I just want to see how that plays out. Yeah, that's a. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, I mean, you know, if I feel like if they would have written an ending that no one approved of, they would have just protested. Like they would yeah. have been like, "Yeah, we're not filming this to yeah. change it." You know? Yeah, yeah that's true. I mean, a whole bunch of advanced reviews came out apparently, and they said they actually did a good job doing justice to yeah. him. I know he's like happy. Paul Walker's brother. I think was involved. Yeah, in yeah. his likeness, and so for some of the filming. Yeah, so I'm interested to see how that happens, yeah. and and I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, I like the ridiculous crap, and I kind of do hope that the rock eventually moves the sun <laughs> out yeah, of the way. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I just care about the characters. I want to see how they handle that, and that's yeah. the problem. I don't know, most looking forward to, but um, it's something that I want to... most, like, curious about. Yeah, yeah. So they're introducing a lot of new characters. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited yeah. to see how they're all going to play into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly Jason Statham. I mean, you're introducing the Transporter into yeah, a fast true. franchise. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> There's no way it's not going to be good. And Kurt Russell. Dude, I'm Kurt, really excited and, for... And that's Kurt, my answer. Yeah. That's my answer. <laughs> Kurt Russell. Russell. Spoilers. Dang. Kurt Russell's going to be the part I'm most excited <laughs> yeah. about. I agree with that, though. Yeah, but, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, Kurt Russell, man, I love Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell's my favorite movie of all time, and uh, Tombstone. Tombstone. Oh, Tombstone. <laughs> yeah, um, Kurt Russell's in my favorite movie of all time. He's just the man. He's, Kurt Russell's he's just so good. So good. I wish so he was good. in more movies. I do too. I wish he was in better movies. Yeah, yeah, because he's great in every movie. It's just yeah. most of the movies he's in are bad. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Um, that and. The Rock standing in the middle of the road with a free and Gatling gun. Yeah. Well, and The yeah. Rock breaking open a cast. Flexing open a cast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. While There's saying, Daddy's <laughs> gotta go to work. <laughs> Flex. Rip. Hell yeah, bruh. <laughs> um, and like, we got text messages the other day from our friend Katie, uh, who is probably not listening to this episode, um, about, there's a scene... In the in the in one of the radio spots that they're playing, where Michelle Rodriguez, I had to look it up because I couldn't believe it. But then I was like, "Of course I believe it." Michelle Rodriguez goes, "Did you bring the cavalry?" And The Rock says, "Woman, I am the Calvary." <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you bring the cavalry? Woman, I am the mountain that Jesus was crucified on. <laughs> 
It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even make sense. He's the rock. He, he, that's he, true. Yeah. He's, he, he's a rock that's part of the mountain. more sense than you. That's, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I stand corrected. Yep. And so I'm also pretty excited about, like, ridiculous lines like that. Like, yeah. my one of my favorite moments of the entire... My favorite moment of the entire <laughs> franchise is in Furious 6 when uh, Ludacris says, Plan B, we need Plan C, D, E, F. We need more alphabets. 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 <laughs> might be one of the greatest lines ever written in human history. Shakespeare, okay. eat your heart out. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, and, and and also, I'm also looking forward to Ludacris mocking Tyrese over his giant forehead. Yes, five, five, five head. Head. which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> his forehead is totally normal, and he's bald. So well, his whole yeah. head is a forehead because yeah, he's bald. Yeah. He's completely bald, so it doesn't make any yeah. sense at all. That's why it's funny. I'm really. I hope they make more uh, greasy rock jokes. Yes, yes. because yeah. they totally did in the sixth one. Baby one. Baby I was reading some trivia, and that was improvised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, that makes them way funnier. <laughs> it does make it way funnier. So, well, not not the baby oil. Um, like, whatever the quote was about rocks. Doesn't use, he say it smells like baby oil in No, it's like his, it's, his, about his usage of baby oil. Like, we're going to yeah. need more baby oil yeah. for oh, him. And yeah. rock comes back, and it's just improvised. Yeah. Um, something about his forehead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Ludacris's laugh is like legit. Like he's just laughing and <laughs> yeah. hold it. Back. Yeah, that's super funny. That's so good. That's really good. So good. And that's how you know these guys are bros off screen because yeah. like they would do that yeah. off screen too. Yeah, they just play off each other so yeah. well. Yeah. So, well. so April third is when the movie comes out, um, and uh, you guys will be hearing from us as as uh, after we see it. Um, I believe we're seeing it on IMAX. We might talk about that off mic, but uh, um, you know, I'd like to. It's it's coming out in IMAX and obviously standard format. But they're really, really, really good action movies. You guys, like if if you've never thought about checking them out because you wrote them off as like, well, I know a bunch of douchey car guys, and these are movies for douchey car guys. They're not at all. Um, they're super relatable. They have really good themes. They have amazing action. Um, they're one of the best franchises that's going right now. Uh, do you guys have any final thoughts? Yeah, check it out. It's worth your time for sure. I know it's going to be good. (laughs) Yeah. Seven's going to be good. No doubt. You should have listened to this whole podcast. You should not have closed it when you heard the word Fast and Furious. (laughs) Can't wait till till we get in the theater. Yeah, cool. All right, uh, until next time, go watch something. They do say bro like a million times. <laughs> That's bro. 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 That's